0: Hello and welcome to the Oi Let's Talk podcast. I'm Kate and I'm Gemma, two friends talking fitness, mindset, business and everything else in between.
1: We really mean everything. Expect banter, education and organised chaos. Your Your new new podcast podcast besties. besties.
0: People and welcome back to another episode of the Oi Let's Talk podcast. We are joined by someone very, very special today, and I don't want to butcher her intro, but we have the queen, the influencer, the owner of an empire, train with Soph.
2: Hello, that's like Was that starting. Good? I'm starting off with a really big head, so. <laughs> absolute boss bitch with us today. Thanks, guys. I'm happy to be here.
0: So maybe you give a proper intro for the people who don't know you. I'm sure I'm assuming that everyone fucking knows you, anyways, but tell everyone everything about you all
2: right I'm gonna keep it short because sometimes it can be a bit boring but basically I started out on Instagram and built a following kind of like in the reverse to how people do it these days mm. people kind of start with the intention of having a business so they build a following back when I started in 2015 oh my wow. god <laughs> is that what it was that's wild Start. So I just built an account documenting my fitness journey turned it into many iterations of business now it's an app and i suppose i do some influencing work as well but it's not the primary thing i do like i'm not so much focused on taking brand deals but there are a few key partners that i work with so i just share my fitness my life and everything on instagram and train with is the main thing and then a few other little things that i got going on coming up this year how exciting it's
1: amazing
0: you oh. go, I thought you were going to say something, <laughs> I you just cut cut you, stared at didn't me. Didn't want to cut you off.
1: Um, how long have you been working completely for yourself in the fitness space? So obviously it's evolved over time. Did that escalate quite quickly?
2: Yeah, so like I said, I started, the fo- had the following first, which meant launching the business was way less terrifying mm. because I had people who were already kind of demanding that service. So my background, I have a degree in architecture and like a sort of certificate in marketing. When people hear that, they're like, oh, that's why you're good at social media. it's like, it was six months. We weren't really learning anything about digital back then. So I had the following, I launched it in, I think I got my, oh, it's not a degree. I got my certificates in fitness in 2018. And that's when I launched the first iteration of the business. And it was like one-on-one coaching, just sending out like um, Excel spreadsheet, programs and I would release spots once a week and then we'd do that and I was like okay I need to like do something that's more passive income because I have no time to actually figure out how to grow this business and make it a thing so then I started doing an ebook, and then that gave me the income to be able to launch an app and that's where I'm at and sort of been building another app in the background that's been um, funded by having this other app amazing what a boss bitch (laughs) <laughs> Do you like? There's been
1: such an evolution there as well. Do you think that the types of clients that you attracted initially for one-on-one has evolved to what you now kind of focus on in the space? Like, who would come to you to work to you know work out on the app, typically?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think as well, just the fitness space in general has changed a lot since mm-hmm. the 2018-19 launch. So the app came in 2019, but before that, it was like eBooks, and I just think there's been way more education on these platforms to help people understand how to do all their training. There's also been a shift from focusing so heavily on like just fat loss to wanting to get strong, to wanting to get into the gym, to wanting to have like a healthy habit, habits and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I started, it was very much like just get skinny. I hate my body. And I'm not saying that's completely gone. But I think with people's understanding of the impact of fitness in their lives now, they're coming for more of like the community and mm. the person because people connect with the person on social media and that's kind of like, I like that person's philosophy, that person's way of doing things. So I'm gonna coach with them rather yeah. than, you know anyone can get fat loss results with a, co- a coach, but yeah. like if they know what they're doing, but you really connect with the person. So mm. I think me changing and having my own evolution of like just focusing on fat loss to focusing on like health and strength kind of comes, filters through to the business as well and the type of people that I attract. And everything about your
0: content is very much specific to like wellness. Overall, it's Mm. not just, okay, cool, do this ebook, get skinny, go from hating your body to loving your body. It's a whole balance of everything. Like you're running a group program at the moment, a challenge, Fit Girl Era, yeah, which is a huge vibe. (laughs)
2: Well, I feel like you'd appreciate the running aspect I of know, it I know, that's well. why I'm saying it's a vibe, because yeah. I'm a hybrid
0: athlete now, Yeah, guys. we're hybrids Kate's now. hybrid. Yep. Yeah,
2: we've gone hybrids. Yeah. So, yeah, just trying to vary, like, even my own philosophy around training mm. changes as I just, like, grow up and grow older. And it's not just about the aesthetics and the physical appearance. It's also, like, you know, I'm in my... Do we call, 34 mid thirties? Nah, I think you still got a couple years. Okay, you're I mean, so hot and 30s. dangerous. Yeah, you're, dangerous. Always, you're always gonna be hot and dangerous. yeah. Yep. I like dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so early thirties, whatever you wanna call it. It's less about like, I still care about aesthetics and appearance and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm also thinking about my like mobility and longevity. Yeah. And bone yeah. density. Yeah, yeah like all those things that you sort of don't really care about in your twenties. Yeah, I, I think when
1: I think of what would, you know resonate with people following your page as well would be sustainability authenticity being yourself trying new things and I think that that's um a reason why so many people gravitate towards your app and everything that you're about as well,
2: well thanks Let's it's actually
0: it's actually really cool so Soph and me became friends on our trip to Bali which was when did we even go to Bali like
2: June last year June
0: last Oh my God, it's 2024. I was like last year, <laughs> yeah. June last year. And it's funny when I posted a photo with you on Instagram, girls were messaging me and my clients being like, I grew up watching Sophie on YouTube. Cause you were big on YouTube back then. You started on yeah. YouTube originally?
2: I started on Instagram and I got into yeah. YouTube a lot. Um, and it was, yeah, I, I shared stuff so differently back then. Mm-hmm. It's so funny looking at your journey from sharing, like you, you changed so much but you've documented it. And so people can see like, I would say some unhealthy stuff back then and Mm. do some unhealthy things, which I think a lot of us have done in our pursuit for whatever our goals have been, mostly being skinny. Mm. So like the unhealthy things, like the bodybuilding competition, which isn't necessarily unhealthy, but when you couple that with struggle, you know, with emotional eating or like eating habits or like relationship with food and body and everything, it exacerbates it. And how I would talk about that, but I shared a lot on YouTube, and then I just decided it was—it was just too much. I didn't have time as my business was growing. I was like, something's got to give somewhere, and and it was YouTube, especially with TikTok coming out. I was like, this is like this is more fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: TikTok's definitely a vibe. So when you started your health and fitness journey what was the main reason that got you into it? So I know that you said that you shared majority of your weight loss journey on Instagram first, but why did you decide to get into health and fitness and had you tried before, was unsuccessful potentially and then tried again?
2: Yeah, I actually was reflecting on this recently because I was, I see a lot of fitness influencers out there and I'll like look at their bodies and their dedication and everything and I'm like, wow, it just looks like it looks like it comes so easy to them
1: mm. and i'm like
2: i wonder if that's how it looks from the outside for me because i'm not someone who is naturally sporty and who's naturally gift other than glutes i will admit that i have got glutes, the best glutes i also in the work <laughs> i've worked really hard on them but i'm naturally like i store fat in my ass mm. so that's one thing but i'm not someone who just like finds it really easy to like rock up to the gym and eat all the food perfectly and all these things but I think a lot of fitness influencers do and they sort of lose touch with the everyday person who like actually struggles to show up and struggles Mm -hmm. to be consistent. So I've actually figured out what habits help me to do that, to achieve that. And I understand this because when I started, back to your question, Mm -hmm. there were so many different things that I tried that didn't work. Like I thought running was the way back in the same, over over exercise essentially. Just run, didn't know anything about food or making modifications to food, would start something and then stop. Like just had no understanding of what it took to achieve what the result, the goal was, which was just be skinny back back then. And so, yeah, I have tried and failed so many times. I've fluctuated with my weight so many different times. Like I've lived overseas and gained 12 kilos in that Mm. first year out of school and come back And it just went away because I went back to my normal lifestyle and then I didn't even know people went to the gym like I didn't even know exercise was an option that people chose I thought it was sport in school so all these things they just weren't really accessible like they are today like the different ways to train and move your body Mm. so yeah I failed a lot to actually become consistent and I remember following people on Instagram who were like posting about their journeys. And that motivated me so much because it made it feel attainable. Yeah. Cause I was like, these are everyday girls doing Kayla us BBG guides. Yeah, yep. And they, it seems like it's working for them. So that was the thing that actually helped me. The documenting, I was like, because those girls helped me so much, this has always been my thing. If I help one person, I, I like I will be happy. Mm. And then obviously I did that cause I would get like people saying like, wow, seeing what you've done has motivated me and now I'm consistent. And so I'm just amplifying that with the app and everything yeah. I, I do now. So that was really why I started sharing. So it more started as just like a thing to help you? Yeah, it was just like a diary. And I was like, I'm gonna do this and I'm going to be able to look back and I will have helped someone by sharing my journey. How so cool. that's all it was then. Yeah, And then obviously it became something I was able to monetize. That's so cool. I also think that's a cool thing for our listeners who are potentially not
0: wanting to post on social media or feeling like, fuck, someone's gonna judge me or think that I'm a loser for documenting, you know, a big part of my life, which could be their health and fitness, their business, whatever it is. It's like, just start. Because you never know what could happen.
2: I made a completely different account because I was like, oh, I don't want anyone on my personal to see this and judge me. And back then, I was like, no one's going to find this account. Like, no one's going to see Neck it. Neck minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <It> escalates. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, <laughs> look at me now. But, like, but actually, look at me now. Because mm. look at what it became. If I hadn't have ever done that, there is no way I would be where I am today without doing that. Mm. So, just start. 100%
1: just start. Even for me, I started a fitness account where I only posted motivational quotes <laughs> for six months. Not a single photo of myself. I was training, but I was posting, like for 24 hours in a day, a workout's 4%. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? And then one day I was like, I'll just post my face. Mm. And then it's escalated now and this is what we do. But I think again, like just wrapping back that up, that it's just all about showing up, not caring and thinking about the fact that you could just help one person and that's all you really need to do.
0: Mm. Now I wanna touch on online hate. Mm. So you've come from a place of documenting your journey building a really fucking successful business out of what you do and on the flip side of that posting a lot of your life or curated parts of your life on the internet
2: that's obviously going to come with hate how do you navigate that in the social space yeah so it's it's quite a ride as well like in the beginning when you first get that first hate comment you're like oh my (gasps) god oh (laughs) my god and everyone and everyone sees this comment everyone thinks this and I'm just like this imposter and they've just gone and highlighted all my biggest insecurities and everyone knows. And then you're like, oh, hang on, you go on someone else's account that's got a bigger following and you're like, they are getting like roasted, absolutely roasted. Okay, it's not personal, it's not just me. So that's kind of like the first stage and then you get really sensitive initially and then you have, at least for me, I've had this whole like journey of dealing with hate and I'm lucky that I don't get heaps of it But when you have more reach and when your reels get pushed out and you reach people who have no idea who you are, they're not in your community, they don't know your vibe, they're gonna say some shit. You're gonna be reaching people and then the more they comment, it's going out to people like them who comment shit like that Mm. on girls accounts like mine. So it's going to all those people. So you're gonna start getting more. Usually it doesn't affect me unless it's something that I'm insecure about. So if someone comes at me about my technique, I don't care. I know my technique's great. I honestly couldn't care less like you're an idiot if you think there's something wrong with what I'm doing. It's when people attack me about my body. Mm. If I'm in a negative headspace about my body and they say something that's like salt in the wound, like that'll really sort of upset me. And it's like I just jump off social media. I won't read the comments if there's heaps coming through. Maybe I'll block some. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. But then it highlights to me what I need to be working on in myself because I can't change that landscape and I'm not saying it's easy to change your mindset about it and when you've been triggered, it's impossible. You just have to sort of accept that you're feeling a bit sad and then be like, okay, this is showing me that I've still got some hang-ups about body image. So this is something I need to work on because they're never going to change. It's just... It's hard. But the other thing I'll do if it's a a topic that I'm comfortable talking about is turn it into content. I love this. if I'm getting roasted for this, there's every chance a woman has an insecurity about this or someone else is getting roasted about this. So like a recent one, I put up a video and like my thing at the gym, I'm gonna wear an oversized baggy tee and tuck it up at the back under my crop for so many different reasons. Like, yeah, to show my ass. Mm. Yeah, because it gives me, I've got an hourglass shape, so I'm gonna show that shape more. It's comfy. If I've got my endo bloat, I can cover my tummy and I just like the look. Mm. So, for whatever reasons, people jumped on this, men. <laughs> and were Of vague. course. <laughs> Attent, like, pick me girl, she's looking for attention. Uh-huh. Why don't you wear your top properly? Like, if I was wearing a crop top, would they be saying this? It's just because I've altered the way a T-shirt is meant to be worn and because i have glutes if i had a small ass do you reckon they'd be commenting that who knows so i used this there were hundreds of comments i went through them all which was slightly damaging but whatever <laughs> i went through them all screenshot them all and created a reel highlighting it and being like why are you doing this and it's like because i want to that's the only answer you need because why is it affecting you so much mm. and then it got so much engagement and so many women jumping in being like I also do this or like this it makes me feel good or i if i had your ass i would do it too for whatever reason mm. so it's giving people an opportunity to like clap back and not just roll over and be like oh people are hating on me i'm just gonna like stop yeah just turn it into something use it, also it to, to your power yeah hundred yeah. percent.
0: and also as well like you said at the start if you can help one person you making those videos and turning that hate into content is going to help women who have potentially had the same thing, somebody say something nasty about their body, feel like, okay, well, if this girl can post and be like, well, fuck, I want to do it. Who gives a fuck? Mm. That means that I can go to the gym tomorrow and tuck my t-shirt up and not feel or maybe feel a little less self-conscious about it. Yeah.
1: It's also turning it from a negative to a positive, like someone saying something mean with the intent to hurt. Mm. For the intent to put you down and it's like actually fuck that I'm gonna make that into something that's gonna help someone I'm not gonna care what they think and I'm going to not as you said just roll over and let people kind of shit on you like yeah. actually standing up for yourself in that sense or blocking and not giving them access to you, I think is really powerful empowering
2: as fuck it also shows personality like mm. one thing that's really important on social media to stand out from the saturation that that is social media is like showing your personality. Like I am someone who would stand up for myself in person if someone said that shit to me. So mm. I'm gonna do it on social media. And I think a lot of people see that and they're like, that's like that's really cool. Like she's the kind of person that would stand up for herself. And that's just another layer of my personality that I can communicate on a platform that can be difficult to communicate your personality. Mm. Talking about personality on your platform, cause I think that's
0: really cool, especially like kind of looping back to anyone who's listening, wanting to start either a business, social media, even just post their journey, their weight loss, whatever it is, but maybe they're feeling a little bit fearful. How did you find, or did you ever have a time in your career on social media where you felt like you were potentially a watered down version of yourself in maybe being afraid in the hopes, maybe being afraid of potentially getting hate?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think scared of getting hate, but also scared of not fitting in yeah. to what was already there. Yeah. So I felt like there was already this method for success mm. and it was like being a certain way, whether it was like having an upbeat, happy personality or like never showing any struggle or like I, I would have struggles and wouldn't show them, but it's funny because flipping the script and actually showing the struggles made me more relatable and showed more of my personality. Cause I think that's, as we know, ...on social media. It's the highlight reel, it's very happy... ...and people don't really show the struggle. So, like, watering down that side of myself definitely was something that I did... ...and just trying to fit in to what everyone else was doing... ...rather than sort of being myself. Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting thing because you have to make an active choice... ...to show certain parts of yourself on social media. And I was so stuck in what I was doing which was just showing like my workouts and my full days of eating and stuff like that. And as soon as I started doing things that I was like, no one's gonna care about this content. People were like, I love seeing this side of you. So like doing my everyday makeup routine, like I'm a fitness account. So I was like, I'm just gonna do fitness, but I do like a chatty, get ready with me on my stories. And I had so many people replying, just being like, it's so nice to get to know you more. I've been following you for so long. But haven't seen these sides of you and i'm like oh yeah like mental note do more of this yeah so now it's like an active thing to actually do those things because they don't come as naturally as Mm. the fitness stuff
1: i feel like you can get boxed in otherwise like i've personally felt that way like just posting fitness stuff and i'm like there's so much more like i want to post my dog and like stuff i'm doing with my friends if i can't do that i feel like you can lose a bit of yourself yeah and not only watering yourself down, but just only identifying as being the fitness coach or only yeah. identifying as one thing. and I People think don't when, know what you're about.
0: Yeah, I think even when you think to like business, like leveraging your personality is what's gonna make your business successful. In anything, especially if you're a personal brand business where yeah. people want to get to know you, they want to get to know your personality. It's like if you can actually start to leverage that a little bit more, it means people are going to feel connected to you. As soon as they feel connected, they feel like they can trust you, and then you're going to be able to build a really great business off whatever the back end of that is.
2: Yeah, exactly. It feeds into that credibility because they just trust. feel like they can connect deeper. Yeah,
0: 100%. I was going to ask
1: with the landscape of social media changing, and a lot of people still posting a lot of their highlight reels. And also, I know you've touched on with TikToks I've seen before about people kind of only showing one side to their fitness. So say they may have damaging behaviours that are leading to them, you know, looking the way that they are. For example, if we talk about the um, stigma around like steroid use and things like that, that don't get spoken about, but you see the end result, which is the lean rig. And then the gen pop person who's getting into their fitness journey, looks at that like that's attainable. And I wanted to just know your thoughts on navigating that as, you know, someone who follows you and knows what you're about, but I know you've spoken about the fact that we wish there was a bit more transparency around that.
2: Yeah. I understand with like performance enhancing drugs and steroids and stuff like that, like it's actually not legal, so maybe it's it's hard to talk yes. about. Yeah. And people, you know, each to their own if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to talk about it, that's also fine, but don't then go and sell something and be like Here's my full day of eating as a female eating 2800 calories in a deficit. <laughs> this is attainable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the the nerve. The nerve. <laughs> in a deficit. <laughs> like and being like my full day of eating like if you want to eat more food and lose fat, here's how you do it by my Lies. by yes. my ebook. <laughs> and it's like, "No, mm. don't do that. That's that's just contributing to like the fitness industry is already so damaging. Yeah. Like it's so damaging just diet culture and like showing up showing your body and being like this is what i do and i don't know there's there's a lot wrong with it so we need more voices out there to continue to challenge Mm. the people out there who aren't don't have the awareness or whatever their reasons for showing up the way they do it's it's their stuff and i understand there's so many insecurities around showing your body on on instagram and people have yeah Mm. it's tough So I understand people hiding things and being like, oh, there's so much pressure as a PT, fitness influencer to look and be a certain way. And I still come up against that, but it would never make me lie about anything I'm doing. I would never, you know, if I'm going through something and I'm struggling, I'll go through it. And then when I'm ready, I'll I'll share about it, but I'm not gonna lie about something I'm doing that's altering my body. Yeah. and then say this is how you can do it too without the drugs and then making money off it i think yeah. that's the problem it's that <sighs> i have
0: and like this conversation we could fucking talk about it for hours because i got a lot of thoughts feelings and opinions on this but we'll keep it less savage
1: Please.
0: i just think if you're making money off a lie you're just robbing people yeah yeah there's no integrity and there's no integrity of you as a coach potentially there's also no integrity in your business and also it's just not okay It also is very damaging, especially to young females. And this can be anything. Like this could even be like women getting BBLs, for example, and Mm. then selling booty guides. Photoshopping their bodies. Yeah, yeah. photoshopping their bodies. And like I totally understand the pressure. I mean, I've had hate videos made about me, about my body and the way that I look before, but I would never get on and make my glutes bigger on fucking Mm. Photoshop just because people are saying that I don't have big glutes. Yeah who cares it doesn't bother me and but then, i would like, never make money get off this, it
2: those results that you're promising them no that's not a sustainable business no. model it's no. not a real authentic like where's your integrity mm. like People what pick are you pick up on that as well yeah like, if your followers if you're not being yourself
1: or if you're not you know yeah you buy a guide you don't get the results you're going to be disappointed then what happens mm.
0: and i think for me when i look at hiring a coach or potentially buying someone's services whatever it is it's like i look for honesty mm. if i can see that you're obviously using performance enhancing drugs and then you're lying about it to your audience. You're not somebody that I
2: would wanna work with because
0: I need honest communication. I already know that you don't have that.
2: But as a coach, that's this is the thing. People who aren't coaches and even coaches might struggle to identify, are they on something? Are they not on something? Yeah. They're not being honest about it. However, the results, either they've got mad genetics or they're on something. Because I st- I get people messaging being like, hey, this person like literally someone sent me like a huge influencers account going, hey, this is her full day of eating in a deficit. That example I used before was actually facts, and she was like, is this something I can do? And I was like, no. She is yeah. a competitor at a pro level. Yeah. She is jacked. Mm. She's lean all year round. Yeah. She is juiced up. Yeah. Like she's juiced up, and she's get not saying clean. it. And I'm really sorry that you're like thinking that this is realistic because it it ain't and there's people who don't even know to ask that question
1: yeah well there's if you don't know that that is an option Mm. like that people do do that and don't speak about it you don't know what isn't isn't attainable yeah so i think it is so important to just be authentic in the fitness space anyone listening who's starting a business in fitness we need more of these voices
0: Mm. and i know it can feel really scary like it's really daunting every time you bring up like you know, performance-enhancing drugs, surgery, things like that, you're always like, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing or in case something, you know, backlash from it. But I also think it's important to have that polarity. You need yeah. to have your own opinions in business and you need to be able to stand for what you think is right. I even think back, and I think I've spoken to this on the podcast, we all know Miranda Kerr, yeah. right? Oh, you Fucking love the juices. icon. Is this what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah, icon. I remember when I first started my fitness journey, I was like, I just want to be skinny. Mind you, I was like 42 kilos, yeah. like what's going on there anyways that's a story for another day I remember I got onto what her fitness fad was and it was this juice and she claimed that this juice made her get her bikini body even that it's like you know there was women out there probably thousands I was only one of them at like 17 or 16 buying this juice I kind of remember what it was being like I'm gonna get a flat stomach like her or abs like her it's like well that's unrealistic so damaging Mm. yeah
1: I'd love to know your thoughts because you've had quite Uh, evolution in the industry of what you'd love to see less of in the industry if you could pick a few things and what you'd love to see more of in
2: 2024. Mm. Hmm. Ins and outs fitness edition on Instagram and TikTok. (laughs) Yeah let's give it. Um, I think I I mean honesty is always going to be something that we need more of. Yeah. I think it's it's very challenging to do that as we've discussed because of the backlash but i think it's a worthy thing to challenge yourself to do i think it reaches the right people and i think if people actually engage with it it helps with that vulnerability vulnerability obviously is something you need like a safe community to be able to do that because i know hands down if i share something that i'm vulnerable about community is going to have my back and they're going to like jump on and like hype me up for it so i have this like positive feedback loop where if i do something like that it, it, it comes back um i think just more like if people spent more time educating themselves around better practices for you know it's like oh here's a muscle targeted workout and you're like you're not doing that and that is not how you got your results yeah Like I think people get stuck in this trap of creating new content, creating fun, exciting workouts for everyone to do every different one every single day. But they're not saying, by the way, I follow the same basic workout four to six weeks and then I change it and I pretty much have the exact same exercises if your goal is building muscle and strength. Mm. So a bit more honesty around what people are actually doing to achieve their results Mm. would be Something that I want to see more of, yeah. And just this is not really fitness related, but I am so interested in people's like personal lives. Same. Like, I want to know Nelly. Yes, yeah. I want to know about you. I want to know more. I want to know what your like morning and night routine is. Yep. I want to know what conversations you're having, or like what you're reading, or what your ics are, or like yeah. those sorts of things. And it's funny because back to what we were saying at the start, people will be like, "Oh yeah, I follow you." For fitness, but I don't actually do any of your programs or anything like that. I just like your personality, so it's like I actually want to see more of that. Not everyone is someone that's going to like buy from you or want fitness. They might follow you for s- some other reason, so you can tap into new audiences in that way. So Sophie wants to be nosy in 2024, and is
0: what she's telling tell, us. Tell us everything. Is I also agree. I so. love knowing everything about everyone. Like if I meet you, Sophie would know. I don't want to know what fucking colour the sky is. I want to know your deepest, darkest secrets immediately. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's 100%. no in-between. Yeah,
1: we did that on the weekend.
0: <laughs> we absolutely did.
1: I actually was interested in showing up online and being vulnerable. I know that something that people are afraid of is, you know, what if someone doesn't like it? But I wanted to actually just lean into the fact that that's actually okay and you need to accept the fact that say if someone follows you because you post this content, and then that evolves because you're interested in different things. Say bodybuilding Mm -hmm. and then you change into this and you keep changing. People will naturally gravitate towards what they enjoy following and people will drop off and then you'll gain people, but that's also okay. I know that people struggle with that. Like if you see the numbers go down because you start talking about that, it doesn't mean stop talking about that. It just means that they're not the people for that type of content. But if you stop, then you get nothing you're not polarizing because you're just stuck in the in-between phase so I just want to just get your thoughts on that whether have you've seen that kind of fluctuation as you change what you post about
2: yeah it's hard to identify unless you have a really strong fluctuation once you put out a piece of content that's very different it's hard to identify why you might be losing followers gaining followers that sort of thing especially if you have viral content like when I was posting about my breakup a lot Mm. I gained so many followers but my Usual content is about fitness, so I had like a big influx of followers come from that kind of content, and then because I started sort of shifting back to the fitness stuff, and I'd gotten over the breakup, or wasn't going to keep posting about it, it went down a bit. So it's like you know, at that that time, that was worthwhile content for people to follow. Some stuck around, some didn't. But I think, you know, you see a lot of fluctuations. And I was speaking to another influencer about this, and she was like, oh. Is I'm losing heaps of followers. Like, are are you experiencing that at the moment? And I'm like, actually I'm in like a growth phase, but I've gone through phases where I've lost like 3000 followers and being like, you know, the immediate reaction is fuck. (laughs) But then you're like, actually like change your mindset around it being a good thing. Cause my metric isn't followers, it's engagement. Like I would so much rather have like a smaller following, but with really high engagement then a big following with no one that really gives a shit about what you're posting they're just looking at you for like and that's a trap i fell into the start just posting like my body and my ass and stuff and it was like guys and i'm like wait i don't i don't <laughs> want, the want girls. these people in my community i want the girls so yeah i think trying to see it as a good thing when you have those fluctuations and using that as data for like okay people liked this content then i can post more of this content if it you know aligns with you you shouldn't just purely be posting for the sake of more. people like this so I'm going to keep doing it even if it doesn't feel right for me yeah but I think it's yeah it's such a normal thing to have those fluctuations
1: I had two points on that because we spoke about this over the weekend I was saying that two points my first was going to be asking you around if you were just someone on social media following fitness accounts I wanted to touch on the fact that more followers doesn't mean more credibility mm. and going into that but my second point was I was talking to Kate saying that I don't want the ratios of just having male followers, one, that doesn't convert to people that I can help, but two, that's not the people I want to consume my content. And I was saying on my fitness account, it's predominantly females, yeah. but on my Coach Gemmer account, it is swayed the other way. And I would like to sway it back. And that will probably mean losing followers, that's fine. Mm. But I just wanted to speak about the fact that more doesn't necessarily mean better. You've mentioned engagement is the key metric here, but can you add your thoughts on having you know large accounts and how that doesn't actually mean you know better coach in that sense
2: yeah definitely I feel like the best coaches are not on social media I, because I they're agree. so and the best so we're shit Gemma yeah, we're, say we're, we're <laughs> shit yeah, you tore her out so like the best people who are just like really in on their craft mm, they're, they're focusing on their craft and they're probably kind of like on the spectrum they're not so great at like putting themselves out there and creating content mm. whereas the people who are like killing it in business, like they know how to work the system. They know how to create the content and they gotta be good as well. Like you've gotta be a good coach and actually get results to show that credibility. But there's probably better people who are just like, I don't wanna waste my time in this social media thing. So I feel like you can have people who are very clever who know how to work the algorithm. So they're posting things like target, like they're kind of leaning into people's insecurities. So we know a lot of people ask, how do I lose belly fat? So you're gonna see a- Quick bite. Yeah, like get abs workout. Whereas we're good coaches, we understand that is not actually something you can do. So like morally, I just wouldn't post something like that. Mm. Whereas these people who kind of maybe lack the moral and integrity side of things are killing it because they're posting stuff that people wanna see, but people don't realize that what they wanna see actually isn't realistic. So they're getting heaps of followers posting this kind of content, and it's got nothing to do with the actual science of losing fat, building muscle, getting strong, progressive overload, the things that we know really well. So I think that's another thing we wanna see more of is people posting like educational content that is actually helpful, Mm -hmm. and not just leaning into people's insecurities of like, how to grow a a butt and it's like one workout, whereas they're not talking about like- With a resistant band, yeah. Mm. So a good way, I like to look at people's real views. So you go to their reels, you see how many views they're having and try to sort of correlate that with their following. And then you look at the comments and you're like, okay, it's just all thirsty guys or it's just people... Yeah, bots or like whatever. But there are huge accounts who are just doing so well financially Mm -hmm. and it's like not really an integrity-based model.
1: My takeaway that I'd love our listeners,
2: listeners to reflect
1: on from that as well is that people can buy followers as well. Yeah, so, so
0: many people buy followers. Because I,
1: I know that if you look up to someone that has a lot of following that's in the fitness space, they kind of automatically get a bit of authority based on that. And I would just love that to would be a little bit more critical thinking from, you know, anyone who's wanting to be guided in the most safe, sustainable way while navigating fitness online, just to look a little bit deeper, try to find people that are more evidence-based, that have, you know, the reputation they can have, you know, no followers and be the best coaches ever. And looking at that more so as a metric for who you want to facilitate your experience of existing online and wanting to be a fitness girly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The last thing that I wanna to touch on is around people who are potentially in business that are listening or starting like their cert three and four wanting to move into business. And then they are wanting to utilize social media cause you're the social media queen. They wanna utilize social media. Do you think being more consistent posting all the time works better? or only posting things that are more you know, in line with what you wanna do, where you wanna go, how you wanna educate your audience? Mm. Or should you just be posting consistently to post to consistently?
2: I think you've gotta define what consistent means to you because yep. people think, oh, consistent is every single day I'm gonna post, and that's so overwhelming. That's like with our fitness journey, you're not gonna load someone up with all these like drastic lifestyle changes. All right, we're gonna start tracking calories and macros, you're entering a deficit, you're gonna start a new training program six days a week, you're gonna be doing all these things. No, I'm not. I'm going to pick one habit and I'm going to build and layer things in. Mm. So like with social media, you're not going to start and post every single day because you're just going to get overwhelmed and you're not going to do anything. You're going to be posting content you don't like and then that's going to show with your audience. So if consistency for you is posting three to four times a week, as long as you're sort of showing up on specific days that maybe your audience knows to expect. So they're like, cool, I, I see content from the girls every like Tuesday Wednesday and Friday and Sunday, something like that. Yeah. So that consistency is fine. And Instagram will also like that consistency rather than like doing huge bursts of on off. Mm. And I think um, you you definitely need to post content that aligns with you. Because if this is a long-term thing, like that's gonna change, That that'll fluctuate. As I've said, I've gone through so many different stages of content, but you need to be happy talking about what you're talking about. If you're doing it just for money, it's going to get so old so quick, and you're going to like run out of steam and run out of things to talk about. Mm. Um, are we going in on tips, or are we just sort of talking about more consistency? You can give us I'd tips love if us you some want. Tips,
1: like if I was a fitness girly listening to this, who's studying their at three and four, who's wanting to launch in the online space in 2024,
2: starting out, what would your top three tips be? Mm. All right. So, no matter who you are, engagement is a metric that you need to think about. So creating content that people are actually going to want to consume and engage with whether you're asking them questions whether you're posting educational do's and don'ts i think in 2024 we're going to see more personality personality injected in so gone are the days of three tips for rdls but like you can still do three tips for rdls but make it sassy Mm. and like bring your personality into it and like just note that the first few videos you, you do are gonna be stiff and awkward and you're gonna feel really uncomfortable and you're trying to show your personality, but you're just also looking down the barrel of the camera thinking like, I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing. We've all had video. that moment. <laughs> yeah, like post it anyway, because you'll get better. Like anything, you're gonna start and be awkward and, and you'll get better at it. And who cares? Like keep showing up. Um, so yeah, focus on your engagement. I think in the start, when you're a new account that doesn't have any content or any followers or anything, you do have to post a bit so that people come to your profile and go oh like she I can look through and see what she actually posts about am i going to follow this person like what is going to entice someone to actually follow you so showing like personality showing education or whatever it is you want to be posting about i think there needs to be a reason for someone to follow you and as you grow your following it's going to be easier for people to follow because they you know there's credibility from other people following you you also need to show that credibility And building trust through personality but also transformations and things whether it's your own transformation because that that works too or clients if you haven't got clients then yeah i think personal transformation is Mm. a really good way to start so we've got Mm. our engagement we've got consistency we've got our credibility be testing things like don't be afraid to test different types of content if one thing doesn't work like if you do your three rdl tips and it doesn't work That doesn't mean people don't want rdl tips they might just want it in a different format or a different context or a different hook so the first sort of three seconds of your video you want to grab people's attention because there's so much out there Mm. people are just going to keep scrolling what's going to grab people's attention that's why controversial accounts do so well because like love them or hate them they've got people who have a very strong opinion one way or another so they've got their like tribe of people who are like yeah let's like drop C-bombs and swear and content, I love this and people who are like, that is so distasteful, mm. I hate this person. But either way, you've got a very strong following one way or another. Mm. So like that's kind of like putting your personality into it and trying to scroll stop by having a hook. The polarity piece, I feel like, I always say this to
0: everyone, but if you try to speak to everyone, you're speaking to no one. Mm. So if you're trying to have multiple opinions and yes, there is obviously night and day, it's not, it's black and white, right? It's not black and white. But if you're trying to be, Okay, I think that this works well, but then this also works well. It's like people just don't give a fuck. Mm. And the message there was gets actually lost. there was a girl that we met on the weekend. Shout out to Lisa. Lisa
1: was it? Lisa was a fucking bitch. bad
0: bitch. She I loved said her she said this analogy: you've got Donald Trump and you've got Joe Biden. Who are the people in the middle? You don't know because you don't give a fuck. Mm. I love that Because you analogy. only care about Trump, who's got so many opinions that so many people love and so many people hate, and then Biden equally the same. And that's yep. my story. Mic drop.
2: It's that's true. true. But
1: shout out to Lisa for talking about just the fact that you just need to own your opinions, mm. show up as yourself. Your people will find you because of what you're about. And if you don't show people that online, how are you going to give people the chance to connect with you, to find you, and to know
0: if you're the kind of person they want to work with? And people are already going to fucking hate you. They probably hate you already, like whatever. Who Plus cares? we're not going to
1: spend our lives worrying about that because Can't then we are living more. for other people and not for ourselves mm.
0: well that wraps up our episode thank you yeah. so much for joining us today um before we wrap up give yourself a little shout out where can people find you
2: how can they work with you all the things all right so train with soph is the app we're doing a cute little rebrand this year so it will be changing exciting. very exciting and sophie allen on instagram and on tiktok that's we'll leave it all in the show notes yeah, anyways percent
1: Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Uh, Bye.